the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We head into hour three this Monday, April 18th, 2022. 602-508-0960 is the number. Uh, anything on your mind? Uh, I got a few things on mine I'm going to share with you, but 602-508-0960. A couple tweets from some uh, flight attendants. Flight attendants are literally dancing. People are taking off masks on the plane. This is epic, writes one. Another on a flight. Pilot just made an announcement about the mandate being overturned. Flight attendants just pulled off their masks. Well, good for all of us, but also, yeah, for the flight attendants. They have been laboring under this thing. Their unions have not been representing them very well on this. What did Adam Carolla put it uh, about a year and a half ago? He said, you know, after 9-11... If that didn't send the flight attendants to the edge, COVID certainly pushed them over. And you bet. I, You know, if it reduces tensions on the flights, it certainly makes no sense whatsoever that uh, – well, Peter Ducey put it well today to Jen Psaki. Uh, he said, you know, we're all in here without masks in a closed room without the kind of ventilation the airlines have, which is the best ventilation in the world. He goes, why is that okay? But uh, but 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 airlines still and transportation still has to wear masks. Chan Saki gave a Brown Jackson answer. She said, well, I'm not a doctor and neither are you. Right, right, right. We must leave it up to the professionals. It has to be the elite professionals who inform social and dictate social and political policy. Funny thing is. The doctors weren't united on this. They were not uniform. I mean, there was a difference between what Scott Atlas believed and what Deborah Burks believed or Anthony Fauci believed. There was a difference between what the great Barrington doctors believed and what Anthony Fauci believed. So to say you're not a doctor may win you the minute to get out of the conundrum that you've been faced with because your social and science and political scientific policy makes no sense. I mean, think about it. You're ending Title 42. Title 42, well, you know, all these laws we talk about and throw around Title 7, Title 42, 1983, they all have their own meanings. Title 42 is not the same as Title 7. But Title 42 is 42 U.S. Code. It has to do with health policy. And what we said was because of the pandemic, we could return people across the border, border crossers. We could return them in the name of health, in in the name of a health emergency, in the name of a health crisis. So the Biden administration, wanting not to return illegal immigrants, says, well, since the health crisis is mostly, you know, diminished now, we can get rid of Title 42 and thus keep the illegal immigrants here. That's what they're saying with the left hand. On the far left hand, what they're saying is, ah, but the virus isn't so diminished and emptied that we can release, remove the mask mandates from public transportation or public accommodation transportation like private airline flights or, you know, commercial airline flights or 
trans or trains or buses. So it made no internal sense. Good enough for the illegal aliens not to have to go through COVID protocols, not good enough for Americans to have uh, an escape from them. But now comes a federal district judge in Florida. Thank goodness. Before I get to her opinion, I just was looking at how the Washington Post, the New York Times and CNN were covering this opinion, which has stricken down the mask mandate on airplanes and uh, public uh, public transportation. Uh, listen to this at CNN. The agencies are reviewing the decision and assessing potential next steps, the Biden administration official said Monday night. In the meantime, today's court decision means CDC's public transportation masking order is not in effect at this time. Therefore, TSA will not enforce its security directives and emergency amendment requiring mask use on public transportation. CDC recommends that people continue to wear masks indoor public transportation settings. Okay, that's all the quote from the Biden administration official, whoever that is, probably a PIO at uh, CDC or something. Then here's CNN. The developments added fresh confusion to masking policies nationwide, with several airlines quickly announcing Monday evening that masks are now optional. It is unclear if the Justice Department will seek an order halting the ruling and file an appeal. May I say that first sentence again? The developments added fresh confusion. If I could speak, I could do it. The developments added fresh confusion to masking policies nationwide. What mass confusion? It ended mass confusion. The mass confusion is we're either in COVID protocols or we're not in COVID protocols. The mass confusion is we're not going to enforce COVID protocols when it comes to illegal uh, illegal immigrants coming in across our border. But we are going to enforce it against perfectly legal and good citizens on airlines, even though every single president of every single commercial airline said there is no vector of transmission from our airplanes and we have the best ventilation in the world. The confusion is over. It's not creating confusion. It's stopping the confusion, along with, as John Tierney, formerly of the New York Times and now with City Journal, has uh, put in his uh, latest piece over at the City Journal, all the studies that show the masking never did that much for anyone else in the first place. Look at the graphs of countries. Look at the graphs of states. That had masking mandates and those that didn't, the case infection rates are the same. And in fact, the places with the mandates had slightly higher death rates than those without. The masking never meant the masking was the confusion. The confusion is now over. Thank you to one federal judge in Florida. Now, she's getting a lot of criticism, of course, on social media, this federal judge. And uh, I got to tell you, you know, you you guys, you guys on the left wanted to put every political decision available in front of the federal judiciary or the state's constitution's localized judiciaries. You are the guys that wanted to make every every political decision end up in the courts. These should never have been in front of the courts because they never should have been in front of the American people. The science didn't make sense of it. It didn't make sense from a scientific perspective. 
and the people by and large outside of the Karens in San Francisco and uh, Sacramento and Manhattan and, yeah, D.C., I guess, and Michigan, they, they, they were the only people that this stuff made sense to. It made sense to nobody else, none. Not when you see Nancy Pelosi arguing that we have to have mask mandates in the Congress of the United States while I will sneak through. I'm hoping no one will notice to get my hair done in a private uh, hair salon where no one else can go to while I don't have a mask. Uh, where Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, can enforce the strictest of mask mandates in the public schools and other public accommodations, but take healthcare industry lobbyists to the fanciest dinner available in the United States without masks. Where the liberal Democrats are telling you, telling you by their actions, they don't even believe what they're saying. Because if they believed what they were saying vis-a-vis isolation and masking, they wouldn't have subjected themselves to that which they subjected themselves, maskless meetings where they thought the cameras weren't on them. They never believed it themselves. That's the point. It wasn't hypocrisy. It's that they never believed it themselves because they knew better, because their IQ is a little bit higher than 100. Now, this judge getting a lot of attacks on social media for ending the mask mandate, why? Why? Have any of the people attacking her read her opinion I'm telling you they haven't because it's 59 pages long and I have. I have read it. I took an hour before the show to read it. I guarantee you these people condemning her didn't read it. It's a solid opinion. By the way, a bragging right if I may. This judge went through the uh, John Marshall program of the Claremont Institute. What's the bragging right? person I mentioned uh, at the top of my monologue, Ryan Williams, president of the Claremont Institute, He and me and Hadley Arcs created that program. We are delighted that we now have true impact, true impact. It's good. A lot of institutions, you know, train lawyers, the Federalist side, all these clubs. We decided we were going to do it a little differently at the Claremont Institute. We created the John Marshall Fellowship for for, uh, promising law students, law clerks, and judges and practitioners. This judge is a graduate, a proud graduate of that, and we're all a little bit more free As a result, and we all have a little more common sense in our public policy as a result, too. Okay. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. COVID relief and blue state bailouts would not generate inflation. Then we were told that inflation would be transitory. One company got it right from the beginning, my personal precious metal dealers at veteran-owned Midas Gold Group. As Washington politicians push the largest budget in American history and the Fed continues to pump money into the system, what happens next? What will China do with their U.S. Treasury holdings as the value is whipped away and the Biden inflation grows? Midas Gold Group will give you the latest inflation projections, and you can ask them for their free guide to owning physical gold in your IRA. No obligation. Give Midas Gold Group a Zero three six zero three thousand. Don't deal with questionable gold salesmen and avoid mail order nightmares. Deal with the knowledgeable and reputable company Seb Gorka and I do business with. That's the Midas Gold Group. MidasGoldGroup.com. MidasGoldGroup.com. Do anyone remember the name Arnie Duncan? I'm just having fun watching this on Twitter. Arnie Duncan was um, Barack Obama's Secretary of Education. And uh, he just tweeted out, uh, 
He just tweeted out, uh, everyone, please continue to wear a mask to keep my family safe. I will do the same to keep your family safe. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of that. We're going to see a lot of shaming, even though, <laughs> even though even though the mask order on public transportation, the last to go, has now gone. He's like Hiru Onoda. Anyone remember who Hiru Onoda is? Bill, I bet you can remember who Hiru Onoda is. He surrendered himself from the Philippines in 1974 after Japanese commanders were sent to dispatch to him to let him know the war ended in 1945. He was still he was a Japanese warrior in the Philippines who hadn't gotten the message that the war had ended. He kept going for another 29 or 30 years until he was uh, until it was uh, the emperor dispatched someone to tell him uh, you can uh, you can uh, you can go home safely now. The, the war's over. <laughs> he lived to be uh, 91 and died in 2014. Good long life, even if misled. Arnie Duncan is Hiro Onoda. Someone needs to tell these people the masks didn't do what you said they would do. And we're done with that now. And you're not going to shame me to soothe your anxieties. You've got anxieties? You afraid of life? Fine. Don't travel. Don't travel. See if that keeps you from getting COVID. Because most of those who did travel and those who stayed home after they traveled... Got COVID from being home, not traveling. Okay? You do what you, you do you. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I was thinking about um I was thinking about uh, this day being tax day. Used to be a lot more attention on it. Am I am I the only one who seems to think that we're not focusing on tax day as much as we used to in the past? It used to be like a much bigger deal in the sense of much more misery and much more head shaking and looking down at the shoes and people depressed about it. Have we just become so inured and numb that we don't think about what the government is doing with the money they're taking from us? And have we become so attached to just thinking, oh, well, Joe Biden will raise taxes. Maybe we can get a Republican in there that can cut them. Is anyone is anyone anymore taking on the whole notion of what's wrong with our tax policy outside of the arithmetic of it. Charles Kessler, who likes to get to the heart of things, wrote some years ago, and I've kept it around because I think he's absolutely right, that on taxation, conservatives frequently will defend a flat or flatter income tax on grounds that it will reduce inefficiencies in the economy, stimulate growth, increase family budgets, and produce much more tax revenue than the existing system. What of its superior justice? Does anyone talk that way anymore? Few indeed are the conservative politicians who will condemn the basic unfairness of taxing extra increments of income, most often the fruits of diligence and hard work at higher rates. Does anyone think about what the marginal tax rate system means? The more you work, the more you're going to be punished. The more you produce, the more you're going to be punished. The more you earn and employ, the more you're going to pay. The equality of citizens under law, free employment opportunity, other aspects of tax policy, these are moral questions. They're moral questions also when seen from the point of view of American principles. But the moral case for them often goes unmade by conservatives who are so depoliticized as to shun any appeal 
that cannot be reduced to a matter of efficiency or economy or interest or tradition. Tradition can be a great and a good thing, of course, but it is never so merely because it is traditional. A lot of things that we have done in the past aren't necessarily good just because we've done them, right? That's why we theoretically study history. To tell right from wrong within a tradition or among traditions requires a moral standard that has a validity of goodness independent of the tradition. It requires an abstract principle. And perhaps if we were attached to our abstract principles a little bit better or a little bit more um, – a little bit – with a little bit more education – Maybe we wouldn't let these tyrannies and chippings away and incursions into our freedoms take place in the first place. Maybe we wouldn't get so used to governments telling us what we can do and using fully and almost century-long outdated federal laws to curb American freedom, independence, and common sense when it comes to a novel virus. I mean, are we just going to look back at these graphs over the states with harsh shutdown policies and mask mandates versus those that didn't and seeing no discernible difference? Are we just going to we just going to slough that off as just, oh, well, never mind. What about the country differences? What about Sweden? You would think Sweden, by the way, it was being condemned and criticized for not locking down. You would have thought it would have been at the top of case infection rates or mortality rates from COVID, it's like 57th. It's like 57th. Germany did worse than Sweden. And Germany was the model because of the lockdowns. Are we just going to let this pass? We are, aren't we? We really are. And we're going to let the Arne Duncans and people like that, the Karens of Manhattan and San Francisco, continue to shame us, aren't we? Aren't we? Yeah. I suspect that we are. Well, thank God for that federal judge in Florida, really. Thank God for her for injecting just a semblance of common sense into what, you know, the Border Patrol was told. You know, the Border Patrol was told Title 42 is over because COVID's over. Stop returning the um, stop returning the illegal immigrants. Well, guess what? Now it's over for Americans who choose to travel as well, which we were also told by this court. Supreme Court was a fundamental right. As long as we're getting fundamental rights back, let's get them all back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, portions of which are brought to you by the Midas Gold Group. First, we were told that spending trillions on COVID relief and blue state bailouts would not generate inflation. Then we were told that inflation would be transitory. One company got it right from the beginning, my personal precious metal dealers at veteran-owned Midas Gold Group. As Washington politicians push the largest budget in American history and the Fed continues to pump money into the system, what happens next? What will China do with their U.S. Treasury holdings as the value is whipped away and the Biden inflation grows? Midas Gold Group will give you the latest inflation projections, and you can ask them for their free guide to owning physical gold in your IRA, no obligation. Give Midas Gold Group a call, 480-360-3000. Don't deal with questionable gold salesmen and avoid mail-order nightmares. 
Deal with the knowledgeable and reputable company Seb Gorka and I do business with. That's the Midas Gold Group. MidasGoldGroup.com. MidasGoldGroup.com. Do anyone remember the name Arnie Duncan? I'm just having fun watching this on Twitter. Arnie Duncan was um, Barack Obama's Secretary of Education. And uh, he just tweeted out uh, – he just tweeted out, uh, everyone, please continue to wear a mask to keep my family safe. I will do the same to keep your family safe. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of that. We're going to see a lot of shaming, even though, <laughs> even though even though the mask order on public transportation, the last to go, has now gone. He's like Hiru Onoda. Anyone remember who Hiru Onoda is? Bill, I bet you can remember who Hiru Onoda is. He surrendered himself from the Philippines in 1974 after Japanese commanders were sent to dispatch to him to let him know the war ended in 1945. He was still he was a Japanese warrior in the Philippines who hadn't gotten the message that the war had ended. He kept going for another 29 or 30 years until he was uh, until it was uh, the emperor dispatched someone to tell him uh, you can uh, you can uh, you can go home safely now. The the war's over. <laughs> he lived to be uh, ninety one and died in twenty fourteen. Good long life, even if misled. Arnie Duncan is hero Onoda. Someone needs to tell these people the masks didn't didn't do what you said they would do, and we're done with that now. And you're not going to shame me to soothe your anxieties. You've got anxieties. You afraid of life? Fine. Don't travel. Don't travel. See if that keeps you from getting COVID. Because most of those who did travel and those who stayed home after they traveled got COVID from being home, not traveling. Okay? You do what you, you do you. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I was thinking about um I was thinking about uh, this day being tax day. It used to be a lot more attention on it. Am I am I the only one who seems to think that we're not focusing on tax day as much as we used to in the past? It used to be like a much bigger deal in the sense of much more misery and much more head shaking and looking down at the shoes and people depressed about it. Have we just become so inured and numb that we don't think about what the government is doing with the money they're taking from us? And have we become so attached to just thinking, oh, well, Joe Biden will raise taxes. Maybe we can get a Republican in there that can cut them. Is anyone is anyone anymore taking on the whole notion of what's wrong with our tax policy outside of the arithmetic of it? Charles Kessler, who likes to get to the heart of things, wrote some years ago, and I've kept it around because I think he's absolutely right. That on taxation, conservatives frequently will defend a flat or flatter income tax on grounds that it will reduce inefficiencies in the economy, stimulate growth, increase family budgets, and produce much more tax revenue than the existing system. What of its superior justice? Does anyone talk that way anymore? Few indeed are the conservative politicians who will condemn the basic unfairness of taxing extra increments of income, most often the fruits of diligence and hard work at higher rates. Does anyone think about what the marginal tax rate system means? The more you work, the more you're going to be punished. The more you produce, the more you're going to be punished. The more you earn, 
and employ, the more you're going to pay. The equality of citizens under law, free employment opportunity, other aspects of tax policy, these are moral questions. They're moral questions also when seen from the point of view of American principles. But the moral case for them often goes unmade by conservatives who are so depoliticized as to shun any appeal that cannot be reduced to a matter of efficiency or economy or interest or tradition. Tradition can be a great and a good thing, of course, but it is never so merely because it is traditional. A lot of things that we have done in the past aren't necessarily good just because we've done them, right? That's why we theoretically study history. To tell right from wrong within a tradition or among traditions requires a moral standard that has a validity of goodness independent of the tradition. It requires an abstract principle. And perhaps if we were attached to our abstract principles a little bit better or a little bit more um, – a little bit – with a little bit more education – Maybe we wouldn't let these tyrannies and chippings away and incursions into our freedoms take place in the first place. Maybe we wouldn't get so used to governments telling us what we can do and using fully and almost century-long outdated federal laws to curb American freedom, independence, and common sense when it comes to a novel virus. I mean, are we just going to look back at these graphs over the states with harsh shutdown policies and mask mandates versus those that didn't and seeing no discernible difference? Are we just going to are we just going to slough that off as just, oh, well, never mind. What about the country differences? What about Sweden? You would think Sweden, by the way, it was being condemned and criticized for not locking down. You would have thought it would have been at the top of case infection rates or mortality rates from COVID, it's like 57th. It's like 50. Germany did worse than Sweden. And Germany was the model because of the lockdowns. Are we just going to let this pass? We are, aren't we? We really are. And we're going to let the Arne Duncans and people like that, the Karens of Manhattan and San Francisco, continue to shame us, aren't we? Aren't we? Yeah. I suspect that we are. Well, thank God for that federal judge in Florida, really. Thank God for her for injecting just a semblance of common sense into what, you know, the Border Patrol was told. You know, the Border Patrol was told Title 42 is over because COVID's over. Stop returning the um, stop returning the illegal immigrants. Well, guess what? Now it's over for Americans who choose to travel as well which we were also told by this court, Supreme Court, was a fundamental right. As long as we're getting fundamental rights back, let's get them all back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, brought to you in part by the good folks at Balance of Nature. They are good folks. They're working on a project. We'll tell you about it once we get it fully developed, but it's a, a neat project uh, devoted to uh, helping Americans better appreciate American history, what what could be better than that? Well, the products that Balance of Nature makes to make you feel better. Pure, potent plant power. Balance of Nature is the only whole food supplement with no additives, fillers, extracts, synthetics, pesticides, or added sugar. The only thing in their capsules, pure fruits 
and vegetables. A lot of them and really good stuff. 16 whole fruits and 15 whole vegetables are reduced into those capsules, giving you the effective serving of 10 servings a day with one daily dose. Balanceofnature.com, been taking it for three years, been keeping me healthy for three years, boosting my immunity, helping your body repair, and um, giving you energy. My gosh, uh, Bill, you saw me taking them today. You asked me if I was uh, having my uh, a 2.30 slump. I wasn't. I just, it was my daily dose. Balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code balance. Well, based on something Mike just said, the censorship, you know how this happens, censorship. Not everything requires a lawsuit uh, or is going to be a uh, First Amendment issue. Um, in fact, when it's a private corporation, uh, like YouTube, uh, it's it's not exactly a First Amendment issue, but it is a free speech issue. There, you know, people will sometimes conflate the First Amendment and free speech. Uh, careful of that. Uh, First Amendment gets you into certain technicalities that have to do with you know state action or public. I, I guess I should say governmental action. Uh, you had a professor uh, working for a state university who refused to use the pronoun of a student in his classroom that he didn't think matched that person's sex. So uh, the school administration punished him and, uh, you know, started taking him off committees and started telling him he had to uh, comply with uh, the students, uh, the students choice of pronouns. He worked for a state university. He said it's a violation not only of academic freedom but my First Amendment. And guess what? He won. He was awarded almost $500,000. Give me more professors like that. But what if you're not a professor? What if you're not in a state situation or a public or in a governmental situation where the state uh, is the speaker or or the censor and um, you're just YouTube? So uh, Tucker Carlson had – had uh, this uh, person, uh, w- woman who detransitioned on his show, Helena Kirshner, very brave woman, uh, talking about how you know she transitioned and then detransitioned uh, after realizing it was the bad call. She was very fortunate in the way she went about it and didn't suffer a lot of the physical consequences other people now will or would because of the therapies that she's been going, um, that they're going through, that she went through in any event. Um, she's confessing that it was a mistake to transition in the first place and went back. And um, it's a big, big, big story on uh, YouTube, a big, big story on Tucker Carlson's show. And uh, there was a YouTube of it. And, uh, of course, now there isn't. Now there isn't. What are they afraid of? What are they afraid of? Obviously, starting with the truth. They're afraid of the truth. Let's just be honest about that. There's nothing false this person has said. She was... If it's not the truth, they were certainly afraid of her truth. If she wants to, if she doesn't want to speak the truth, let her say it's my truth. Well, they're not even respecting my truth when it's a truth they don't agree with, when it conflicts with their truth. The truth long ago went away. 
Now we're just fighting between versions of my truth. Now we're just in the world of Thrasymachus and Plato's Republic or Stephen Douglas in the Lincoln-Douglas debates. Now we're just in the era of whoever's the strongest is the most just. Justice is in the interest of the most powerful, the stronger. Not the most right based on an objective ideal of truth or an objective ideal of uh, natural right. It's just, you know, who's the most powerful, either financially or otherwise. Well, YouTube's pretty powerful, financially and otherwise. And they want this person to disappear. They do not want that story out there. Why? Why? And we have Adam Kinziger telling us that we're wasting our time talking about these things as freedom of speech and sexual identity is being flushed down the toilet at rapid speed and civilization is being altered under the banner of disrupting the Western traditional family. He's worried that we're spending time talking about that. What is more important to talk about than how we're raising our children and erasing such differences as sex differences? And trying to implant and, excuse me, instantiate those thoughts into four and five-year-olds. What could be more important? How much social science has been, how much ink in social science has been spilt talking on left and right, from the left and right, talking about how to prevent the pathologies in this life from, I don't know, crime to substance abuse to uh, spousal abuse, to uh, depression, to long-term earnings. How much ink and social science has been spilt showing that there is one factor that guarantees you a good start on all those things and practically guarantees you no negativity from any of those things if it's based on a strong family upbringing? A strong household, strong parental influence. How much? A ton of it. Gallons and gallons, millions of barrels, to be honest with you, of ink have been spilt on this. So what is YouTube afraid of? Afraid of what all the neo-Marxists are afraid of. The truth. Because if the main pillar of the system is living a lie then it is not surprising that the fundamental threat to it is living the truth. That's why it must be suppressed more severely than anything else. Just ask the Soviet Union, Maoist, and contemporary China, or the vestiges of those who still think the Third Reich had a valid point. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Thanks for spending some of your uh, afternoon with us. Um, did a lot of political philosophy today. Let's close with some from Leo Strauss, Alan Bloom and Harry Jaffa and Walter Burns's teacher. The crisis of modernity reveals itself in the fact or consists in the fact that modern Western man no longer knows what he wants, that he no longer believes that he can know what is good and bad, what is right and wrong. Until a few generations ago, is generally taken for granted that man can know what is right and wrong, what is the just or the good or the best order of society. In a word, that political philosophy is possible and necessary. In our time, that faith has lost its power. According to the predominant view, political philosophy is impossible. It was a dream, perhaps a noble dream, but a dream. While there is broad agreement on this point, opinions differ as to why Right and wrong was based on fundamental error. According to the widespread view, all knowledge, which deserves the name, is scientific knowledge. 
But scientific knowledge cannot validate value judgments, can it? It is limited to factual judgments. Yet the idea of natural right presupposes that value judgments can be rationally arrived at and validated. The predominant separation of facts from values is not tenable. The categories of theoretical understanding imply somehow a principle of evaluation. But those principles, together with the categories of understanding, are variable. They can change from time to time. Hence, it is impossible to answer the question of right and wrong or of the best social order in a universally valid manner, in a manner valid for all historical times, as political philosophy requires in the modern mindset. But not for us, not for we a people that founded its country on the notion of natural right and self-evident truths. Hold on to them. They'll make a comeback if you do, I promise. Until tomorrow, God bless you all. I'm Seth Liebson, and class is dismissed. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.